0: With that being said, they represent my family name, Welcome show. Welcome to Twelve Streets. I'm back. We are transparent. All things work together for the glory of the Lord. I am your fellow Amen. So it's Amen. They represent my family name, show. We are transparent. All things to work together for the glory of the Lord. So you okay. Street Talk back where transparency is our love language. I am your host, Victoria J. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another beautiful day that God has blessed us in. Guys, it is nighttime here. It is Friday night. I thought I'd hop on the mic and talk to you guys about some things i haven't been on in a while since we had our special guest on coil from vegas places thank you coil mr vegas places for stopping on by the little engine that could and blessing us with your knowledge your tips letting us get to know you a little bit better as well as putting out your services out there than anybody that wanted to come by and chop it up with you. We appreciate you over here, brother. We appreciate you. So, ladies and gentlemen, have you poured into yourself lately? I have been poured into myself greatly. Guys, let me tell you, girl been busy. She's been busy. I'd like to say I've been booked and busy, but I have not as of yet been booked and busy. I've been on the go, though. I've been making some connections, networking with some people, trying to get out in my community. I went to a community fair and met with a lot of Women and men that are willing to come on to the show and give us, drop us some knowledge about some stuff, put us in the game about some things, you know, uh, mental health, uh, Alzheimer's, dementia, uh, Christian services, you know, donating blood and your blood type and, and whose life you might save and how many paints or how what, however they calculate that I do believe it's paints though um, that it takes to save some people as a matter of fact your girl went on over to the Red Cross at the church and donated some blood and I was in and out what they thought was gonna be 20 to 30 minutes they said your girl was real hydrated so I was getting up there on the little bed guys and They didn't hook me up to everything, relax, and squeeze the little ball. Just keep squeezing it, you know, the little stress balls that they give you. But I don't think it was stress balls. It was kind of like stress knuckles, like brass knuckles, but you held them in between your palm. And I put my headphones on, and I said, you know what? I'm going to catch up on me some podcasts from my fellow friends out there. I didn't even get to hit start before they was rushing back over saying that my blood was just free flowing. (laughs) Don't you know, they've been calling your girl ever since then saying, you know what, you can donate again in the next four to six weeks. I say, you know what, I don't know about that. But hey, you just never know what God's plan is. You never know. Besides that fact, guys, you know, I've been taking some time to pour into myself, get into my word, actually, you know, fellowship with God a little bit more. You know, your girl, you know, life be lifing, as they are saying now. I first heard that from Miss Shakita from Chronicles of a Virgo, but Lord, don't you know. I hear everybody up the street, down the street, across the street, on the book of faces, on the gram. Everybody's saying that life be life. And so when you hear it all the time, (laughs) you kind of pick up stuff like it's a trend yeah life been life and you know i didn't have my ups and my downs and i didn't want to come on the mic with my shoulda coulda wouldas and all of that good stuff and some things are meant to be shared and some things just downright personal i understand that this is a relationship podcast but every detail is not meant to know however i can give you the general general surface and let you put one, one plus one together and it is still going equal to whether you know the details or not as well as many of you that follow my show follow me on my social media page you've probably seen the little um section in unpacking her magazine miss lena from unpacking the box, started a new venture. She featured myself as well as some other podcasters and as well as some other great women out here doing women empowerment things. Thank you, Miss Lena, for that feature. We greatly, greatly appreciate you, Queen, and may God continue to bless you in all your future endeavors. I have to say, though, guys, you know, I owe my friends in the podcasting world apologies. I really do. You know, I haven't been doing what your girl know to do, and that is to, you know, listen to your shows like I used to listen to them very diligently. Like I said before, life be life. And I really don't have any excuses other than I just been trying to juggle too many things at one time. I've been trying to juggle too many things and, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup. I really didn't have a whole lot that I, you know, fellowshiped with God and felt like I wanted to bring it. To light Even though there's a lot out here That's going on in this world In this thing that we call life That you can talk about Sometimes it just feels like A broken record Sometimes you you know So many people report on it Or talk about it You know you just feel like you know Let's just you know leave it at that Let them have that topic And elaborate on it Elaborate on it And maybe I'll just sit back and listen and see what they thoughts are and meditate on my own thoughts. So that's what your girl been doing. But apologies and big ups to my peeps. First and foremost, things about us. I see you, Mr. Willie and Miss Fiona. Um, Doing your thing, climbing those charts, maintaining the number one spot in the relationship category. But you know I'm right behind you at number two and it's always a pleasure to be right out there with you. As well as Mr. Ken, a.k.a. Mr. Gentleman uh, Lifestyle Podcast, one-fourth of the Premier Boys and he just got his hands and so much. I don't want to botch up all of his shows. Uh, Date Night with Vanna Vonna B. As well as um, the Old School with Roddy Rod. You know, you've been doing your thing. I seen you held it down up there on those charts. And Society and Culture, the top one hundreds. And, you know, hey. You doing your thing. Congratulations to both of y'all as well as you know uh TWS I've been listening to your stuff my brother you a funny brother I love your stories I know, I love your chef at least report uh bold talk by Joe I see you brother congratulations on celebrating your one hundred episode i didn't know that was a thing i looked up and i was on 193 and that's only because i do the little morning inspirations five days a week and that's how i clammed up there so fast and i wasn't even really counting them but no takeaways from your success brother keep doing what you're doing out here in these streets thank you for always reposting all of our stuff i look up you read reposted something that i didn't even you know know that it generated i know it comes from my web page but you you constantly reposting and you know being that friend being that fellow podcasters as well as everybody else that i mentioned too. And, you know no shade to anybody because everybody be doing their reposting things about us mr ken bold talk by joe um TWS, I see you, brother. I hear you got many hats. <laughs> many hats on. And as well as my girl, Shakita. From Chronicles of a Virgo Can't wait till you come back off your sabbatical Missed your girl Miss chopping it up And listening to your show And seeing what kind of advice You have to give us On this thing called mental health And you know just chopping it up But I hope you are enjoying Your time off And I hope you are ready Cause we coming people We are coming I got a group of some amazing Women together We coming up on your boys We're going to pull up on you We like the guys do their uh, thing Over at Things About Us we going to pull up With a little bit of girl talk Of our own I don't want to give it away Too much But y'all keep your ears open Your eyes open To see who going to be sitting At the queen talk table with your girl victoria J, and we're gonna be chopping it up about this thing that we call life and you know whatever comes to mind is a judgment-free zone and as long as we keeping it respectful we just gonna chop it up we gonna say what's on our mind give our opinions and i hope you guys tune in for it because it's gonna be a show (laughs) but moving on to today's subject and I wouldn't even really call it a topic I'm gonna ramble a little bit y'all about some of the things I have encountered one of them is a situation that I was in at the restaurant with my hubby one Sunday after church and I don't know if I want to call it rude I don't want to know don't know if I want to call it arrogant I don't know if I want to just say that it was plain just plain and simple just being a little bit racist you know I don't like to throw the R word out I don't like to throw that out as well as I don't like to throw the N word out. But sometimes you just got to call a spade a spade. And that's a fact. (laughs) As well as, you know, vandalism of your personal property, you know, staying in your space, you know, being in somebody's space and and you wasn't invited into my space, there's levels to that thing. And, you know, you know, all around, if you think about all three topics, it's disrespectful, it's rude, you know? And sometimes, again, it can be a little racy, you know? So that's what we're gonna chop it up about. After this quick message from our sponsors, BetterHelp. Thank you, BetterHelp, for sponsoring this podcast. And guys, we'll be right back in just a second. What's up, guys? It's your girl, Victoria J. from 12th Street Talk Back, here to tell you about my new friends and partners, BetterHelp. Thank you, BetterHelp, for sponsoring this podcast. Guys, did you know BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service and it's 100% online That's right. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 30,000 licensed and experienced therapists that can help you with a wide range of issues. All you need to do to get started is answer a few questions about your preferences and your needs for therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can sit back, get comfortable, and you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable via text, chat, video call. You can even schedule live sessions. And if your therapist is not the right fit for you, for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional cost. With BetterHelp, you get the same quality and professionalism that you can expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist that is custom-picked for you. More scheduling, flexibility, and the best part, at a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month with BetterHelp.com better, slash 12th Street. That's BetterHelp.com slash 12th Street. 12th Street, and tell them Victoria J. sent you. Peace and blessings to you. Okay, so guys, we're back. I want to get into this topic real quick. I don't want to hold you and take up any of your time, but I do want to tell you a little story. But first and foremost, I want to talk about how it kind of sort of made me feel as a black woman and how I felt it was a stab at my character, a stab at my husband's character, and how you know it just ties in with different things that we as Black people are going through in America, and it's getting real blatant. It's getting very disrespectful. Is it? It is seeming, seeming a whole lot like in the old days. When our grandparents, our grandparents' parents, our great-grands, and all of them was dealing with it. We've all dealt with issues, whether it be us saying something racist, the black community, and then having to apologize for it or not apologize for it. Or if it's been the Caucasians, the white community, and they apologize for it or not apologize for it. You got the same thing in the Hispanic community. They have their issues with black and white people. So it, it goes on in all cultures. Hey, it even go on in the Asian. And I always botched this up. I don't know if it's Vietnamese or Vietnamese, but it's one of them. You got racism in just about every culture and sometimes it doesn't have to be just racism. Sometimes it could be something as big as, cause I'm not gonna say small, culture barriers. And then sometimes it could be as big as a, uh, you know, you just a nasty, rude, arrogant individual. It's kinda unfortunate that we do live in that world today. And it has become more and more blatantly clear and sitting right there on the table in all of our faces. And it has for a very long time. Some people were able to keep it under a wraps, their disdain for another race or their disdain for another culture. But in my personal opinion, and a lot of people aren't going to like this, but oh well, it's my podcast, it's my personal opinion. When Trump got into that chair, before he started running for election, he was doing the most. He was saying disrespectful things, he was being disrespectful, and not people didn't just only love him for his business savvy. They loved him for his boldness and what he would say and what he would not apologize for, and that uh, that brought a lot of people, a lot of mean-spirited people, out of the closet. Now, before you guys go throwing rocks in my little glass house, let me say this: I am very aware that racism existed way before Trump. I'm just saying. Some people got a little bold with it. And I'm not even just talking about the white race. I'm talking about a lot of different races. And that is a fact. That is a fact. And it's, you know, I want to help educate some of my listeners that are not black, that are not African American. Some people have said that we all the time tag on that racist card. Everything that we go and do, it's always a little bit of racism. Somebody's always being racist to us or we feel like we still ain't got our 40 acres in a mule. Whatever it is that you want to say about it, that's your opinion. But the fact is, we still get antagonized by the, by the color of our skin. We still get judged by the color of our skin. And some of us are good people. I pride myself in being a good Christian woman. Do I fall short short of God's glory every single day? But I do know that he picks me back up, dusts me back off, and I get a do-over. And I don't go out, set out, To destroy somebody's character or destroy their property or just plain old just racist. And I know there's a lot of people that don't sit out to do that. Some of my best friends are Caucasian people. Some of my best friends are Hispanic people. Some of my good friends, best friends, are African American, mixed I got a lot of mixture in my family and it does not discount the fact that even though I look full-blown black black, and probably am full-blown black according to people and their statistics and this and that and the third, but my father was Dominican and African American. On my mother's side, we had a lot of white people in our family and still drew to this day. Thanks to my big brothers. I got a lot of mixed nieces and nephews. I got a lot of sister-in-laws that are in the white community. I got an ex-husband of 10 years that was a white man. But I still recognize the fact that I am a black woman and sometimes when I walk into a room or put in certain situations or even unbeknownst to me, certain situations come up on me, it makes me realize that I'm still black and some people in different cultures have a way of making you feel like that you're still black without even saying the words. Hubby and I was out on a Sunday afternoon after church in our Sunday best, having dinner at one of our favorite steakhouses. We, of course, like everybody else, had to wait until the manager decided he wanted to open up the private dining area. He opened up the private dining area. I think they seated one or two people before they got to me and my husband. So when me and my husband got back into the smaller room, and for most of you guys, you know, a private dining room, you know, you can rent those rooms out for maybe 25, 30 people, some 50 people, and close the door and have your private dinner party if that's what you want to do. They just so happen to open it up to help along with the wait. So we go in this room, and there's a... I don't know, Asian couple, black couple, a party of six, and us. Not even 10, 15 minutes later, maybe 20, because we had gotten our food by then, they seated another larger party. That larger party came in, spoke to some of the people at the other table, so apparently they knew each other. Some went down and sat some went over and stood and had a conversation the room is small you can hear bits and pieces but when you sit down at the table the room is small enough and I recall telling my husband when we sat down that everything was so close we was going to have to whisper our conversation in any event out of this party of 6 to 8 people there was an older woman an older Caucasian an older white woman she had to be in her late 60s early 70s salt and pepper hair kind of on the tall side boisterous loud she noticed at the table that the hostess had placed their menus at that there was a baby high chair sitting at the end of the table She proceeds to take the baby high chair, pick it up, bring it over to my table where me and my husband was sitting and scoot it up under our table as if we wasn't even sitting there having a pleasant dinner. My fork guys stopped in mid-air because I was in shock, first of all, that she had the audacity to do something like that. And number two, it wasn't like she said, beg your pardon, how y'all doing? Can I put it here? She puts the chair up under our table, scoots it up under our table as if it belonged there, standing over our table, over our food, turn around and just walks away. Goes back to her party, proceeds to try to interact with the people in her party, interacts with the waiter. Some of her party are looking over their shoulders. You can tell that they're embarrassed. They turn. Some of them turn beet red. One young lady, I think she was so nervous, she kept turning over and looking over her shoulder because she ain't know what kind of bag we was going to come out of. My husband chuckled. I didn't find anything funny. So what I did is I flagged down the busboy, which happened to be right behind our table, right behind ours and right directly, diagonally in front of theirs. She could have did one of two or three things. First of all, if the chair was bothering her that badly and she knew that they didn't have any babies in their party, then she could have simply waited for perhaps her, her waiter came back and said, you know what? We don't have any small children at our table. This high chair is bothering me being here. Can you please remove it? Or perhaps she could have did like I did. Flag the busboy down and say to the best boy. And I, I said to the best boy, and I said it loud enough for her and her party to hear it, but not loud enough to make a scene. Or get out of character. But I did call him over and I said, young man, can you come here for just a second? I said, can you please remove the high chair from under our table that that lady that just sat down with her party brought over here so rudely and tucked it neatly under our table as if we wasn't sitting here. He proceeded to move the high chair. A couple of people in her party heard it. She pretended like she didn't hear it. She wouldn't even make contact, eye contact with me or my husband after she proceeded to do what she did. He moved it, put it in its right place. No harm, no foul. Now some of you might say, with well, Victoria, no harm, no foul. But for me as a black woman, that was disrespectful. You didn't speak to anybody at the table. You didn't speak to me. You didn't speak to my husband. You didn't say, excuse me. I see you have an opening at your table. This high chair is bothering me. Can I put it over here until my waiter come back? Or somebody that can come and put it in this rightful place? You said none of that. You didn't care that we was enjoying an intimate conversation and enjoying our food. You didn't even bring yourself to say, hey, how you doing? For me, that felt like a slap in the face. It made me feel as though she was telling me in her own little underline way. I don't have to hit you to get you, as my bestie would say. I don't have to directly call you the N-word and let you know that I don't care for you being here. I don't care if your money is green. Take it how y'all want to take it. That's how I took it. Every part of me tried to analyze the situation in a whole different way and say, well, maybe she's just older, she's just rude, and she's just arrogant. But that still wouldn't make up for the fact that, you know, her behavior was not conducive to the situation. Even if she wasn't racist, and I'm just assuming, I'm assuming, but let's just say she wasn't. Let's give her the benefit of the doubt. Her behavior and the arrogance of her actions did not give her the right to come and interrupt me and my husband with not much of a hello. You didn't even ask us if perhaps we were waiting for two other people to come and sit at our table. And the only reason why it was an opening at the table is I had scooted one of the chairs, the one that was closer to me, beside me and placed my handbag in it as we sat down. So, as we left the restaurant, I was still angry. My flesh was angry. I tried to laugh it off because my husband was laughing. He said, you know, I said, why did you laugh? He said, because I thank God for the man that I am today. And he said you did very good. You didn't do anything out of the box. You didn't embarrass me. You didn't embarrass yourself. He said because it could have went a whole different way. And had I not been the man that God had molded and shaped me to be today, that situation would I hope would have went a whole different way. He said, "But I thank God that I'm not the person that I used to be, but it did bother me." He said I chuckled because I didn't want to ruin the mood. I was out with my beautiful wife. We just heard a great sermon. And I didn't want to let those spirits disturb my mood. And I concur. It took me a minute after he explained it that way. For me to be halfway okay with it. Because I wasn't on all worried. All all okay with it you know what I'm saying I wasn't all okay with it because it bothered to bothered me until like that Tuesday evening when I brought it up again and he said that really bothered you I said yeah it did he said I looked at it in a whole different way also he said in the world that we live in now even he said I'm not opposed to having had words for, with her if you would have asked me to, but you didn't. And I didn't need to pour gasoline on the fire. He said, but let's just say I did have words with her. I would have been looked at as the black man that's antagonizing the little old white woman, whether she was in the wrong or not. They would have called management. We don't know if she would have called the police and placed false accusations out there saying that I was harassing her that all she did was place a baby high chair under my table and I flipped out and you can have a thousand witnesses to to say that I didn't flip out I just spoke to her but it's not going to go that way because of the color of our skin so I understood that too because as a black woman, I was kind of sort of thinking the same thing. But I'm going to have to tell you, Vicky jumped out out of that flesh. And Victoria and the Holy Spirit were nowhere in that moment for a split second. <laughs> and, you know, I hate when people say it. But I do say it too. And it's something that I'm trying not to say is I'm a work in progress I'm trying not to say that I'm a work in progress but it's hard to break old habits and I'll tell you guys why I'm trying not to say that because as I started to meditate on that while I was in my word and I've been a little bit in my A from doing some shows and just you know being in my word and you know I had a conversation with a friend and we were i guess i would call myself giving them some advice and the person kept saying i'm a work in progress and i stopped and i said when are you gonna stop being a work in progress when are you gonna actually start acting pick one thing that you know That's not adding any value to your life, your behavior of what have you and start working on that one thing. So you no longer can say I'm a work in progress, but you can say, you know what? I'm trying and I'm striving every day to be a better person, you know, and that's just my thoughts on that. You might a whole lot of people may not agree with my thoughts on it. But as long as you keep holding on to the fact that you can throw that out there and say that I'm a work in progress, that's your crutch. When are you gonna start doing something about making some of the progress that you need to make in your life? So let's rewind back to what I was talking about. I did feel some type of way. And I by no means think that the way that I feel made me racist for even thinking that way because of the way she handled it. Now, again, still trying to give her the benefit of the doubt. Maybe she was just old, arrogant, and hateful and didn't feel like she owed anybody anything. And in the words of my bestie, again, because she can come up with some sayings, (laughs) shouts out to Miss Riri. Just because, let's just say, I, I was a bad parent. Her mother was a bad parent. Does that give you the right to grow up to be a bad child? And when she said that in one of our episodes, it just made so much sense. We as people, we go around doing things and saying things and hurting people. And then we want to blame it on our past. Now, again, don't throw no rocks and my glass house but I will say this I know that we all go through something I just did an episode in June about a fatherless child and being raised without a father and that yeah, that left some scars there but some people go through things that it'll take them a lifetime to get over And God is going to have to completely remove that. I am very aware of that. So I mean no disrespect to anybody that's going through something that's so detrimental to them that I could possibly not understand and somebody else couldn't possibly understand. Because everybody can't handle the same thing. So for that, my disclaimer, my apology first and foremost. That's not what I mean by that. But when are we going to stop being bad people? Just because we had something that devastated us. And we, some people, use it as an excuse to have bad behavior. As an ex-alcoholic or an ex-drinker of the bottle, the drinker of the drink, <laughs> I could very well have walked around when I stopped drinking and made all kinds of excuses for my bad behavior because Lord knows there are a lot of memes out there. Oh, well, people are drunk, speaks their sober thoughts and blah, 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 blah. But that's not what I chose to do. Because sometimes I was very aware aware that I was being mean spirited. I was very aware of my behavior. And I wasn't that tipsy. It was just it was I was starting to probably get tipsy and festering on some stuff that somebody said or did to me. And the alcohol just gave me what they say liquid carriage and then I said what I said they said what they said and I was like okay what let's go (laughs) that was the old me in some situations not all the time now your girl about that life but she ain't about that life like that but you guys get the gist of it when you're impaired by something sometimes you feel like you're superman or you feel like you're superwoman With that being said, when I sobered up, I could have walked around and made excuses for that behavior. And I still could have carried that behavior with me. Now, as my mother used to say, when people got saved or got baptized, why go down a dry devil and come up a wet one? Y'all, old people know what I'm talking about. The country folk know what I'm talking about (laughs) when I say that. However, I eventually got over it. But then I went back and after, you know, like I said, I read stuff. I'm all over the place with stuff. I started to think about the young mother that got shot by the Florida woman that fired the shots through the door. And killed this young mother of four. Because she was nasty and mean. It wasn't like she was scared of the black people. The Hispanics. Or whoever. Whoever else. Whatever culture. Whatever else's race. That was in the neighborhood. Because they said this little old lady. Little old Caucasian white lady. She antagonized the neighborhood kids all the time calling them names and racer slurs. So she was just flat out racist. It wasn't like she was scared of the kids. She was just doing what she do that was in that spirit that was on her. because I personally believe that everybody is a good person. but I also believe there are spirits floating around here that jump in and out of people, just like the man that had all the legions of spirits in him that was living in the cave when Jesus came up out of that boat and they recognized that it was God and they said you know why have you come and he cast them off into the swine and they jumped in the water and drowned (laughs) y'all get the gist of that story I know everybody heard that story and if you haven't go on back and read your Bible (laughs) I'm just telling it from my point of view. In layman's terms. <laughs> but. I personally believe. That people have spirits on them. And I personally believe. Everybody can. Does have a little bit of goodness in them. It's, it's all about using your tools. In the box. We all are equipped with many tools. In this thing that we call life. It's your personal preference if you want to walk around being ignorant, being racist. It's your personal preference if you want to walk around being mean and upset and mad at the world. That is your personal preference. And if you like it, I love it. I'm just the type of person, you ain't got but one time to show me your many faces. Because the only many faces that Victoria J want to see is the many faces of her Heavenly Father. She don't want to see the many faces of you. And you got one time to show me you got a whole lot of different faces and a whole lot of mess going on with you. Before I'm going to move on to the left. Like Beyonce say, to the left, to the left. And when I see you, I'm just going to sidestep you. I ain't going to be nasty. I'm going to speak to you. And even if you know me personally and you call me, I'm going to pick up the phone. But that's going to be a real quick phone call. Because I'm at a point in my life, I ain't got time for no mess. And that's just where I'm at. I'm at a point in my life, I don't have time for a whole lot of mess. I ain't going to take it from my children. I ain't going to take it from my husband. I'm not going to take it from my family members. I'm not going to take it from some people that I call close friends. Because we live in a world where we're already going through enough stress. And if anything in my life that I'm able to do something about then I think we all should take advantage of doing something about that. With that said, like I said, the lady that shot the young woman through the door in front of her child that had four children, she was just full of hatred and racism. And not to mention, they're slapping her on the wrist with manslaughter. Now, they say manslaughter comes up uh, uh, goes up to covers up to her doing possibly thirty years, but we all know how that goes, especially in the state of Florida. So, if she gets some real time, I'll believe it when I see it, especially up under that law that they have there. But. That's what the whole situation at the restaurant put me in the mind frame of. After I really had the conversation with my husband, he was right. I do thank my Heavenly Father for his grace and his mercy, and that he's been able to work on me, keep me on the potter's wheel. Because the old Vicky. She would have been a little ratchet. The younger 20, 30-year-old Vicky, she would have been ratchet. Excuse me. And that's not to say anything about how I was raised. Because my mother was very poised, very elegant, very well-spoken. And came from a little bit of money. And we were raised right Oh. Eight of my brothers and sisters. Raised right. Single handedly. Raised. By a sweet. No sweeter than you can get. Four foot nine. Black woman. And all of us. Have done very well. For ourselves in life. So. I, the ratchetness that I developed I got that in the street trying to do the most trying to mimic other people hanging out with the wrong crowds wanting the bad, girl, bad boy cause you know how girls are good girls want the bad boys and vice versa you, everybody know that game especially in my era I don't know about this era but it's been some suspects out there with that blue situation now that's another topic for another day but I did feel like my skin color was her way of saying you don't belong here I don't care if your money is green I do feel that way. And looking at one half of the party versus the other half of the party, half of the party thought it was funny. The other half of the party was like, "No she didn't. Please don't let that man and that woman come over here and nothing get started." But she was ready. And as the old saying go, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. And I'm probably, we're not probably the first people that she disrespected. She's just waiting on the opportunity to possibly get someone in trouble with the law that don't look like her. That's how I felt about it. Now, some of you can say, I'm going to extreme, and some of you can say, right on, sister. Whatever you feel, it's my personal opinion. It was my experience. You had to be there before you could get the gist of it. Real quickly, moving right along. My car has been being vandalized by another culture. Not black, not white. You read between the lines. I don't want to offend anybody. But I wouldn't even say you read between the lines by some Hispanics. My neighborhood has slowly started developing more Hispanics in it. This area in particular where I live in North Carolina, this is old money. This is old, Caucasian, white people, money, however you want to say it. It's all money. I don't think they particularly cared for African Americans migrating down here. But, they, you know, some of them got over, and I met some very nice people down here. You would think. Don't get me wrong. It's still a little bit of racism going on down here. But they're not, they're used in the custom. To now seeing an African American here an African American here there a black person here a black person there so you know it is what it is but not so much the Hispanic community but after the pandemic a lot of people got displaced my complex in particular didn't take housing vouchers and up until about 9 months ago maybe a year now they started taking housing vouchers putting families in housing now don't get me wrong I'm an advocate for my community I want to see everybody doing well I don't care what color you are however there is still a way to be respectful of other people's property and be respectful of yourself when they start issuing these vouchers I guess our apartment complex decided to start taking. them and in fact I know they did because I talked to you know not the owner but someone in the office and they explained the situation to me so the kids are a little rowdy and they're of age groups I want to say they're young and older they're from maybe the age 3 up to 16 I want to say 16 I want to cap it off at 16 maybe 18, 19 and they do things, kids do stuff you know the little kids they like to go run around the parking lot and play, why they want to play in a busy parking lot when they got a big old open pretty field that they could play in it's got a bridge that they just built and that's nice and but why they want to play in a parking lot is beyond me maybe that's as far as their parents told them they could go. Because I know I had stipulations on where my children can go. You either better be in our yard or you better be at a neighbor or a friend. So when I come over there or call out your name and say it's dinner time or I'm looking for you, you better be where I can find you. Maybe that's the case. But what I do know is the smaller of the kids, they don't know any better. So the things that they pick up like sticks and rocks and stuff like that, they just play it. I feel like it's up to the parent to be aware of what your children are doing. I'm an old school girl. I'm one of them chicks my mother taught me very well. We had the conversation before you got out the car. You better not go in this store and touch nothing. You better not steal nothing. The police better never knock at my door talking about you that's all I know and that's all I want to know that was her conversation with that we live in a totally different world and I said it in one of my previous episodes when the man started getting involved in everybody's lives and dictating how we could parent our children parenting became a whole different program now let me that, again don't be throwing no rocks in my glass house Because I know some people can take it to extreme. It's a difference between a spanking and all out trying to kill somebody. Now back in my day, our parents tried to kill us. And they wasn't thinking about no police. And they be quick to tell you to call them. But we don't live in that type of world anymore. But I have been having problems with... You know, this group of teenagers and their little brothers and sisters, apparently, that they were supposed to be babysitting. And, of course, teenagers, they court. They gonna see a little girl. They gonna see a little boy. They ain't paying no attention to their little brother or sister. So, the minor scratches that I was getting on my car, I said, you know, it had to be the kids. You see the little handprints. You know, what can you do? It makes you mad, but what can you do? Especially, I've only had my car... For two years. It was one that I wanted. It was the Infinity with the big old sunroof, and I paid cash for it. I knew I was coming out of work after my back surgery. I needed a good running car. I told my husband, I don't want to pour no more money into that Mercedes. I wanted the Infinity. I found one. I found it at an auction. It was nice. It was clean. The Infinity dealership said, Hey, we'll sell it for you if you want to. And I said, No, I got a winner and I got. It's a good place. Bam! I own it. So, my husband had to have a few words with some of them in particular when we came home from church one Pacific evening, because they were on our porch. And the way our way our apartments are set up, you have a patio or a balcony, and you have your own personal porch. We live on the third floor. The second floor, they really got it made. They got a porch and a walkway. And if you ain't walking past their apartment, you ain't got no reason to be on their porch. Same up here on the third floor. Nice porch. If you ain't walking next door to my neighbor, you don't have a reason to be on my porch sitting on my chair, messing with my flowers or anything else. You just don't have a reason. And then on top of that, we don't have any small grandchildren. We're not grandparents. We don't have any small Children, Our children are 23, 26, and 30. So, we come home from church one day. One of the younger kids and his mother did, you know, say to us, I have really bad problems out of him. I have anger problems out of him. He had tied a rope on the third floor and was swinging back and forth over top of that concrete sidewalk, over top of everybody's cars, and we had already had problems with having minor scratches on my car. So my husband said, first of all, you're not supposed to be up here on the porch. Second of all, that's dangerous, and he proceeds to take the rope down. The next day, I decide I'm going shopping, and not all the time do I want to put a couple of bags in my trunk. I might open up the passenger side and throw them in the back or in the front just whatever my mood is this particular day i bought many things i was redoing our master bedroom i wanted the comforter and all the trimmings so i had a lot of stuff and when i went to the passenger side to open up the door that's when i seen all the key marks around the trimming of my car strategically placed around the frame, around the door handle, around the gas tank and as I looked further in other spots on the car they were small but they were dug into the paint to whereas that was no buffing or waxing it out I was livid Of course I called the police We filed the police support Got the insurance people involved in it Long story short Somebody was pissed And the officer's exact words Both of the officers that came out Said you know First of all I don't believe this was a kid that did it He said I believe it was an adult An older person Because kids don't carry keys around These are key marks he said and then i really don't believe that it was a teenager that did it because teenagers if they tear something up they're going to tear something up they're going to tear off the side mirror of what have you he said was any other people outside when your husband spoke to the small group of kids I said yes it was some parents outside sitting on the porch you know that has become a thing where they sit out front why I don't know when you got a whole patio drinking your beer and cooking out and then the neighborhood has gone down hey it it is what it is ain't no shame in my game if you like it I love it it just ain't for me And it used to not be like this nine months to a year ago. He said, well, unfortunately, we're living in a time where if you don't have them on camera, really can't prosecute anybody. And people don't pay attention to their children. And we had a long talk, and he told me about how his parents used to testize him. And he was a very friendly cop, Caucasian. Him and his partner. And they were very concerned. But this is not the first time that we've had to get on to the kids about playing around the personal property. Not just mine, neighbors too. A few months back, I went outside, went to the gas station, got all the way up to the gas station, pulled out the window window cleaner to clean my windows, and seeing green paint just splattered all over the hood of my car. Thank God, as I start to take my finger and wipe it, we found out it was watercolors, where one of the parents had probably given the smaller children watercolor paint. And they were outside playing with it, probably tossing it around or whatever kids do. That goes back to, why aren't you watching your smaller children? That goes back to why do I have to suffer the consequences for your bad actions and I'm not able to say anything to you or I'm being the one punished. My property, my integrity because of my skin color, because you have bad manners or you have bad behavior. But unfortunately, that's the world that we live in. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. But, you know, all of it is the truth. You know, no pun intended. But it just got me thinking of a whole slew of things. Freedom. Freedom of speech. Everything that I said that I was fighting for that I wanted to fight for, that I wanted to get out of my community and bridge the gap of communication. And I have to say, I'm kind of disappointed that unfortunately, some of our young people, no matter what race, no matter what culture, and some of our older people, no matter what race, don't matter what culture, I'm possibly not going to be able to get through. And I had to finally come to that understanding that I may possibly have to mind my own business. And it takes a village. And I'm just going to have to volunteer and be obedient to my Heavenly Father in another way. Whereas I'm protected with a group. Under our organization. I was trying to form my own. And I'm, I'm disappointed in that. As well guys. Because I have all these. Wonderful people. Around the world. Whether they be in podcasting or whether they not be in podcasting. That are so supportive. That some of them, I don't know them from a can of paint. But I know their behavior. They have treated me respectfully. Given me kind words of encouragement. I've even had a conversation or two with some of them. But it's hard getting people in your local area. And I imagine that's what, you know, stars go through. But it's hard getting people in your local area to stand behind stuff. Stuff that's positive. They want to wait till you blow up. And some may even have the nerve to say when you blow up, those that have blown up. Because Michael Jordan right here from the great state. where he went to school in North Carolina. I don't know if he's from here or not, but I know he went to school here. And, you know, he got flack all the time. About what he didn't do in his community. Oprah caught flat For building the school. Over in Africa. And her exact words was. You know I tried it. I tried it. And it was like throwing away money. They didn't want the education. They didn't want the services. That I was putting out there. So I went somewhere else. Where they did. And that's. Very hard." disheartening I'm not going to give up on my community I'm still going to go out here and I'm still going to make some connections like I have been doing but I may have to do it in a little bit of a different way than way, the way I had it set up in my head but I do know this helping one person if I could reach one or help one then that'll make me feel good inside. But I hadn't been particularly feeling that great. A hundred percent of it was because of my community. How can I help? And, And how can I help without getting my head blown off? Or maybe just downright being Disrespectful. I was talking to my husband about the situation with the car. Material things can be replaced. Was I mad? Yes, I was mad, I'm human. I'm human. But we decided, which we had been talking about anyway, especially me, that the it was more of um, an adult community few children and if they were children they were older like my daughters in middle school high school when we first moved over here almost nine years ago but now they're younger and younger with that being said we had already been looking to move to something a little bit more our style we don't have any children and you can't knock anybody for getting help. God knows. I wish that I had a little bit more help, but I'm grateful for the help that I I had. I'm grateful for the nice job and a mom that was a preschool teacher slash nurses assistant. I'm grateful for my sisters that's been a nursing all their life. I'm grateful that I had those things to raise my kids because it does take a village. So I'm not knocking anybody in what they need. I'm just saying, I wish the conversation could be had where people brought back self-respect, dignity, and a little value. Now, out of all that situation... I did have a couple of the parents. Unfortunately, you know, it wasn't the ones that I thought that would have been like, oh wow, the ones that I speak to every day. I had some of the parents that were Caucasian that came over after they seen and heard what was going on, and say, you know, if you ever catch my son and daughter around your property or anybody's property, I live in apartment X, Y, and Z. Please come and get me. And I'll handle that. But that's a shame. And I really appreciated that. But again, I will say, I wish we can bring back respect, dignity, being in people's personal space whether it's their belonging or in their face but it's just you know I'm feeling like it's a little bit too far gone and you know Willie from the things about us I'm gonna piggyback off of you for a minute I overheard not overheard but I listened to your episode with um J. Dot. And he asked you, what did you think about the way the world was going now? And you said you were very disappointed. And I can concur, brother. And I think there is a lot of us out here that can't. I can concur. But it is what it is. And it's unfortunately. Unfortunate, not unfortunately. It is unfortunate that we have to put everything in a box of it is what it is. It's not safe to be black in America. It's never been really safe, but it was tolerable. But now you don't know what kind of box People are coming out Just look at the woman that didn't even know That her life would be taken All trying to stand up For her son Or have a conversation With this lady That was antagonizing The neighborhood kids they say So I am glad that my husband had enough coof to say, you know what, my common sense kicked in. Yes, I was mad. And yes, I thought she was disrespectful. And yes, I wanted to get rid of her, with her. But me getting with her ended up in prison or possibly dead. What if she would have came out her purse with a gun, ready, waiting for this moment. It meant more to me than to get my beautiful wife out of that restaurant and home and continue to enjoy our day. Same thing with me having to call the officers over about the car. My husband came home immediately when I told him, oh, I called the police. I got the police involved. And his thing was, it's not that I don't think that you can handle yourself. I know people, I know people, and I believe everybody's story is their story, but those of you that have been following me, most of you know that my husband did some time, and that was his exact words. I have been locked up with people that look just like me and you that ain't got it all upstairs. And when you start sitting down talking to them about what they went to prison for, it's minor stuff where they just snapped. And some of them look at you and be like, man, I just snapped in a moment. But he just been and told you he killed three people and stabbed them 32 times. He said, that's the stuff that I'd be concerned about. so, I understood, but it doesn't mean that I liked it. Thank you guys for spending some time with me. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I hope I didn't dump too much off on you, but this is a relationship podcast, and we'll talk about a whole lot. Jay, dot I'm starting to think about, I might have should have made this a, a, a personal journal <laughs> podcast <laughs> like you did, brother, but anyway, anyway, jokes, jokes, jokes. Don't come for me, Jay. <laughs> it's just jokes, but You know, this is a relationship podcast and we are all in this thing. Relationships where whether it's not just a relationship between a man and a woman and vice versa. It's about the kids. It's about the community. It's about your heavenly father. It's about talking about real life events that go on, that we go through on a daily basis that somebody might not even ask you if you are okay. It's relationships, but peace and blessings to you all. If I forgot to shout you out, and I do listen to your stuff, shouts out to uh, Catch These Vibes. Shouts out to her as well. Um, If I do listen to your show and I didn't shout you out, whether you're a brother or you're a sister, I know you've seen my rating. And most of the time I try to give a comment to let you know that I did listen to the show in its entirety. Please forgive me. Charge it to my head and not to my heart. But even though I said that, I still want y'all to check us out on Good Pod, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Castro, Podbay, iHeartRadio and over on our new YouTube channel that's moving right along. It's gonna go where God wants it to go. I'm not rushing the numbers and I'm not rushing the following, but it's doing pretty it's doing pretty okay. It's doing okay. People like what they like. You can't have them all. Us podcasters and creators, we want you to listen on every platform and look at every video. And sometimes people ain't got enough time in the day to listen to your audio and then go over and look at it on Spotify, YouTube. I totally understand. Pick one. Support your girl. (laughs) Pick one. Support your girl. Be blessed in all things that you do. And don't forget to check us out Monday through Friday friday for morning inspiration i'm gonna feed your soul get you a little word in remind you that our heavenly father sits up high on the throne he loves you ain't nothing you can do about it and all you gotta do is cast all your cares and worries upon him and he will see you through if it be in god's will we'll see you next time same place peace and blessings to you all